The Country Autos Havel New Car Thinking. See Nathan and the team at Country Autos Bridge Street, West Townwood to test drive the whole Havel range. JB for breakfast on 92.9. We are going to play Sister Cities are doing it for themselves very soon. Your chance to win 10 bucks and some free coffees to spend at Macca's. We'll do that very soon. And speaking of Macca's as well, we're going to have a chat with Chris Zaya from Lonely Planet very soon as well. Tony, how are you this morning? Good morning, JB. I'm well. How are you doing? Doing very well. Do you remember the Taylor Swift video clip for You Belong With Me? where her and her boyfriend sort of communicated with signs between windows. Do you remember oh, that? You know the song. I know you vaguely. With- yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that one. I kind of missed the Tay-Tay Swift. Oh, that's cool. Um, that's all right. But, yeah, that, that was thing. the premise of the video clip, which yeah. this story reminds me of it. Oh. Uh, the 26-year-old Air Force officer who was caught entertaining a 53-year-old woman in his hotel quarantine room. Can we also note he was in Pier 1? That's like a schmancy, schmancy hotel in Sydney. I was like, does everyone get to quarantine there? Because sign me up. The the woman was also a guest at the Pier 1 hotel in Sydney as well. Apparently they caught sight of each other through their windows. Hello. Uh, the two who were strangers are believed to have decided to become more closely acquainted after seeing each other through the windows of their respected rooms at the luxury Sydney hotel. It's believed that he and the woman then began communicating via their mobile phone and at some point the RAAF officer snuck the woman who comes from Hornsby in Sydney's north into his room. Uh, Australian Defence Force personnel conducted security in the hotel of the Harbourside uh, Hotel and became suspicious when they when they heard a female voice through the door of the room. <laughs> when they investigated, they found the woman who was not undertaking quarantine in the soldier's room. And they said, gee, this soldier's got a high-pitched voice. <laughs> so she's been sent off to get COVID tested and having a you know, do quarantine. And uh, I think the uh, the they each also received a $1,000 fine as well. So, well, don't go. break the rules. No one is above the rules. No matter how cute it is the way that you met, <laughs> you're not above the rules. There's a marriage in that one waiting to happen, I'm sure. Yeah, you might be reliving some Tay-Tay Swift. Uh, I mean, if she's 53, surely she yeah. missed that video as well. She would have. He's 26. Go on. So, uh, <laughs> he's 26, he's 53, say no more. Uh, he would have been all over the Tay-Tay video clip, I'm sure. So, that, <laughs> it's the number one training video in the defence force. <laughs> 10 past seven. Uh, in a moment, how the environment that you drink your coffee in makes it taste better. See, these are what the people are doing when they're not you know, studying COVID-19 vaccines. They're doing this sort of stuff. It's scientifically proven in Newcastle that if the guy who makes your coffee has, like, a really big moustache and beard, it's going to be good. (laughs) Hipsterville, you know? Yeah, of course. (laughs) We'll look at that next here at 92.9. New car thinking is country autos. Sadly, JB thinks more about donuts, rabbits and coffee. Each to their own. The Country Autos Havel. It's new car thinking. This is JB for breakfast on 92.9. That is Nia Some Say here at 92.9. JB for breakfast, all thanks Country Autos Havel. It's new car thinking. 
So this is what they're wasting their time on when they're not developing a COVID-19 vaccine, okay? The experts are studying how the environment you drink your coffee in improves the taste. Uh, Caffeine lovers apparently enjoy their coffee more when there's less noise around them. In experiments, coffee was perceived as having less aroma by people who were fed loud noise through a pair of headphones when they drank. Coffee was also more likely to be perceived as expensive and of a higher quality when people were played gentle background noise as opposed to loud background noise. Loud noise also had the effects of masking its natural sweetness, meaning it could have the knock-on effect of coffee lovers adding more sugar to their beverage. When the participants were asked to rate each coffee tasting experience individually, they tended to rate the same coffee as significantly less bitter and as having a less intense aroma when tasted with the louder noise. The research is from Ecuador, Colombia and Norway. That's random. The Senate to Norway. (laughs) Government grants. Like in Ecuador, we know coffee. (laughs) In Norway, we know noise. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. Combine and Colombia just because. They asked 300, maybe it was in the environment with the drugs. Uh, They asked 384 (laughs) volunteers to drink coffee in a room while wearing headphones. Experiments took place in a room inside the campus of the University de la Americas in Quito, Ecuador, between July and September. The coffee sample was a blend of Arabica green beans that were medium roasted and harvested from Ecuadorian highlands and prepared by a professional brister with a percolator. There we go. Did he have a, a beard. good moustache, though? <laughs> <laughs> he had the according... tight black shirt on. He could <laughs> barely get into it. Skinny jeans, belt, <laughs> and an overly, like, waxed moustache. That's it. And tats. Yeah. Arm tats. Sleeves. A full sleeve. that they, yeah, that's it. Otherwise, uh, you can't really make coffee. Sorry. Each participant, <laughs> each participant drank the same coffee twice, either while exposed to the loud or quiet version of the same background noise of a food court. This is very... They've done great with covering off everything. This is like Mythbusters stuff. Same coffee, drank it twice, loud, quiet... It's like a sensory overload thing. I was thinking it was going to be like, oh, do you enjoy your coffee at work or when you're snuggled mm. up on the couch? And I thought, that's nothing to do with the coffee. Yeah. <laughs> Everything to do with the environment. Yes, <laughs> very much. This is, this is all, uh, this backs up Heston Blumenthal's techniques of what he does at the Fat Duck in his restaurant in Berkshire where you listen to the sounds of the ocean through headphones while you eat seafood and it makes it taste better. I honestly thought you were going to say you listen to the sounds of the duck when it was still alive. I was like, this is weird. This is getting weird. (laughs) No, but obviously pleasant sounds means pleasant meal, pleasant coffee. Annoying sounds means... Annoying coffee, yeah. annoying meals. Annoying meals, that's it. The crying baby off in the background, all that fun stuff. 
I think that, the, look, Hessen Blumenthal, I know what he's going for with, you know, you hear the ocean, you eat the seafood, it's all nice and lovely and beautiful. That's until you get the bill, of course. And then it's all downhill from there. <laughs> They're like, that tune was actually $55 a minute, so... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 17 past seven. Sister Cities are doing it for themselves. We'll play that next. we got $10 for you to spend on anything like a Macca's and some free, ironically, coffee as well. We'll give you a town or city throughout Australia and three cities or towns. You just have to tell us which one is the Sister City. 676 If you'd love to play Sister Cities, they're doing it for themselves. And we'll do that next. 676 New car thinking is country autos. Sadly, JB thinks more about donuts, rabbits and coffee. Each to their own. For Country Auto's Havel, it's New Car Thinking. This is JB for breakfast on 92.9. You can have style and quality with Country Auto's Havel or have the complete opposite with JB. JB for breakfast. For Country Auto's Havel, it's New Car Thinking, 92.9. No one wanted the free coffees this morning, Tony. Maybe the environment's too loud or something. I don't know. That uh, might be why. Give it to me. Well, we'll play it with you instead then because we know we okay. l- you, you love Sister Cities are doing it for themselves. So here we go. Cans we're looking at today. Oh, Cans okay. in Queensland. Yes. We're going to look at them. The three possible Sister Cities for cans is A, Sydney in Canada which is spelt S-I-D-N-E-Y, oh. who I believe... Oh, no, there's there's another Sydney in Canada that's spelt like our Sydney, and from time to time, about once a year, back when people could travel internationally, people book the wrong Sydney oh, and end up there the in worst. Canada instead of here. Uh, Welling- or either that or the pilots have flown to the wrong city. Uh, Wellington, Auckland, or San Marino in San Marino. There mm. are your three locations... For Cairns, uh, Sydney is on Vancouver Island in British Columbia. Do we know anything about these places? That always seems to help me with this game. That one is on Vancouver Island. (laughs) Uh, That's all we know. That's all that's relevant. (laughs) It's uh, named after a former officer of the Royal Navy. So (laughs) there you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, wh- what other one? Wellington in New Zealand. That's the one with all the slippery slopes. Like, it's all hilly and stuff. they got lots of steep roads and things. Okay. And I think and it's, it's windy. It's windy, yes. Yeah, it's windy wind- as well. And that's where Valley. Parliament sits too. Okay. Their Parliament's there. Lots of people think it's Auckland, but no. Their Parliament sits in uh, Wellington. Yeah. So you go, that's the other one. Um, and also, uh, what was the other one? San Marino. That's the capital of San Marino, and it has a population of 33,562 people there. It's one of the wealthiest countries in the world in terms of its GDP. Uh, it's got very the lowest unemployment rates in Europe, no national debt, and a budget surplus. Yeah, because there's, like, no one that lives there. We need to, you know, <laughs> speak to them, do some deals with San Marino. Uh, no one lives there. Well, they've got a population. Do I tell you the population? 33,562 people. Is yeah. San Marino the place that has all the casinos? Or am I thinking... Oh, that's Monaco, Monaco isn't it? Yeah, yeah, Monaco. Monaco, San Marino. Um, so I'm thinking that it's probably 
either San Marino's near Sydney Italy, or isn't it? Wellington. Yeah, okay. Sydney Sydney or Wellington. You're gonna lock in for Keynes. And I'm going to go with Windy Welly. You're going to lock in Windy Wellington? No, they're actually sister city with Shidney in Canada. Yeah, in British Columbia. So there you go. That is their sister city as of 2008 when they did the deal with Cairns and also Naimi in Japan. So there you go. They're the sister cities for Shidney. Obviously, Cairns couldn't find any towns or cities around the world named Bottle to become a sister city with. Thank you very much. For Country Autos Havel, new car thinking. See Nathan and the team at Country Autos, Bridge Street, West Townworth to test drive the whole Havel range. JB for breakfast on 92.9. And time to have a chat with Chris Zyer from Lonely Planet. Chris, thank you so much for your time. Good morning. Virgin Australia, uh, they've had some numbers reduced with their staffing levels over the last couple of months. It's been sold off too to the private investment group that have purchased it. Unfortunately, some more announcements made in the last couple of hours about some more staff getting made redundant as well. But what exactly are they doing? What's their survival plan, I guess? Yeah, so this is so this is the proposed kind of reboot um, for Virgin Australia's long-term survival, and it's kind of pretty dramatic. Um, and all the things that you mentioned there have led kind of to, these deci- to this decision-making, you know, with border closures, that's both domestic and international. There's just a lack of kind of travellers, um, you know, actually, you know, going into certain regions. But, you know, when you look at the numbers, it, it's pretty dramatic. So 3,000 of Virgin Australia's 9,000 employees will be made redundant. So that's over a third of their workforce. Um, they're going to do a huge um, overhaul of their aircraft and, and literally get rid of a lot of their, you know, things like their A380s and skinny their um, skinny their vehicles mm. down or the kind of the planes that we travel on. Um, and they're also going to reduce uh, services into local areas as well as concluding um, or stopping, uh, you know, reach some regional routes altogether. And that includes um, routes such as Tamworth, Ayers Rock, um, Harvey Bay, Mildura. They're just going to cease altogether, which is a really dramatic. Yeah, I mean, there are ways for people, obviously, to get out there and explore the states that they're in. And I mean, that's fantastic. I mean, I've myself, I've gone around and done some, you know, COVID safe holidays throughout New South Wales. And I know friends who are stuck up in Queensland that have done the same thing. That's excellent. But I mean, until we can start flowing between state by state, they're sort of in between a rock and a hard place. They really are, aren't they? Yeah, and and, and this is where these, these kind of really hard decisions are having to be made. But I think, you know, from our point of view, like, uh, you know, as we, we kind of keep our, our eye on travel so, so uh, you know, so rigidly, hmm. um, I think the thing that we're mostly concerned about is that we're going to have less airlines flying into less communities. And we know that, um, you know, traveller dollars are really quite vital to, hmm. to, to, um, to towns and regions centres because those traveller dollars when they come into communities they get reinvested into those communities. Can you see Virgin in the future you know once COVID goes away can you see them getting back enough supply to put these routes back on or do you think Virgin will just focus on the capital cities and leave those to Qantas and what does it mean for Qantas I guess? Yeah so you've, you've touched on two really important points so the first being that Qantas who operates Jetstar as well 
um, it will be the only low-cost... Jetstar will be the only low-cost carrier that's left in Australia because Tiger Airlines, through this announcement, through Virgin Australia, will now also be defunct. Um, so it also leaves um, it leaves a gap in the market for some other players potentially to come in. So Rex, the regional airline, they might might consider kind of, um, you know, changing up um, some of their routes or, or increasing their frequency. But our concern becomes what does that do for cost um, of a plane ticket, um, particularly because there's a lack, if there's a lack of competition, you obviously know that that one, that one carrier or that can potentially charge whatever they will. Um, Virgin Australia are on record as saying they are committed to regional Australia. And they're going to continue to operate 20 routes um, across the nation um, and they are looking to um, bring a lot of those routes back once, um, once we're travelling at kind of, you know, at, at greater levels again. Yeah, exactly. Does that kind of open up a bit of a market for people doing sort of caravanning or camper vanning type holidays as well? Or do you think people are just going, you know what, the cost isn't there. I might not be working as much as I was pre-COVID-19. I'm just going to sit around the house and not holiday. Yeah, you've picked up on one of the travel trends that we at Lonely Planet have already identified, and that's kind of like what we're calling almost like a slow travel, um, which is which we, which is kind of throwing either as a couple or throwing your family into the car um, and actually exploring, um, you know, your local area a little bit more frequently and whether that's, um, you know, via a caravan or doing some Airbnbs or um, all of those kind of bits and pieces. I think that's going to definitely be a trend that we don't just see in the short term, but that's going to extend through probably a lot of 2021. Crystal ball stuff. How do you think travel will go once we're allowed to do it internationally again? Do you think there'll be a massive surge of people or do you think there'll be kind of just a slow pitter-patter of people? particularly think there's a younger age demographic that, um, you know, that sort of 18 to 30-year-old who's mm. kind of been denied the opportunity yeah. to travel. So they'll be absolutely aching to get out there again and really kind of kind of do that stuff. Um, I think the big thing for a lot of us is we would expect people are going to put more value on a holiday. So the experiences they have are going to be really important to them. If I want to see the pyramids in Egypt, that's going to go straight to the top of my list. Yeah. If I want to, like, you know, spend time on a Greek island, that's going straight to the top of my list so i think people are kind of being after you've been denied the opportunity to do things i think they're going to turn around and go no i want to do the ultimate experience that you know that sits at the top of my list chris thank you so much for your time all the best thanks mate